Coming up on the WAC Podcast, we are live at the WAC Swimming and Diving Championships in far Texas, and our play-by-play person happens to be our co-host, Kendra Sheehan. We're going to break down what's happened so far, what's going to happen in the WAC Swimming and Diving Championships. Only two weeks until WAC Vegas. A lot to be sorted out. We'll talk about that. And Brian Thornton, the, the commissioner, gets a big-time appointment. That's all next on the WAC Podcast. Dun, dun, dun. This WAC podcast is brought to you by our friends at University Credit Union, the official financial institution partner of the Western Athletic Conference. Well, well, well. How many times do I start a podcast with well, well, well? well. Is that like the absolutely of the podcast? You know, it could be. It could be. Welcome to the WAC podcast. Welcome and welcome to Far Texas. Yeah, we have the uh, warm-ups going on behind us. It's Friday. A lot happening Today in the swimming and diving championships, let's start with what uh, what your thoughts are. This is your first time in the Valley, Rio Grande Valley. So we're in far Texas, but we're not far <laughs> from Edinburgh where UTRGV is. This is going to be their home pool starting next year uh, as they're starting up women swimming and diving as a sport. Only about 11 facilities, I'm told, uh, have the ability to host a championship like this that are available. Um, and part of that's the platform diving, a big part of that. Not very many facilities. I know you were in Houston a few years ago, but this facility was open just uh, in the last couple of years. Fantastic in, in terms of it's it's a beautiful building. Yeah, it is. It really is beautiful. It's a great place. I've heard nothing but positive comments about this facility. Excited to see the platform dives. That'll go on today and tomorrow. We had the one meter and the three meter on both sides. So yeah, it's a beautiful facility. It's about 20 minutes, it looks like, from UTRGV. Yeah. And so technically it is our neutral site as UTRGV doesn't have a team just yet. But really, I mean, been an impressive couple of days. Northern Arizona seeking their 11th straight title on the women's side. UNLV looking for their fourth straight on the men's side. They've really come out strong and attacked those relays on the men's side. I believe they've won every single one so far from Wednesday and Thursday. And, um, you know, and then the diving piece has, has been huge. California Baptist has done really, really well with Mario DeValle and Gael Jimenez, both setting new records in the one meter and the three meter. And, you know, with the Lancer trend, Sophia Maximovo, the women's 53, was just this close to breaking Amy Van Dyken's record that yeah. had been held since 1994. 1994, that was at the national championships. Amy Van Dyken won the national championship. Two years later, went on to win six, five gold medals. Six gold medals. One of the one of the most um, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Honored uh, swimmers, decorated swimmers in the history of uh, USA Olympic swimming. Um, so yeah, just that close. But that's where we are here. Um, as far as the team standings go, Kendra, it's kind of going according to form and what the coaches predicted. Northern Arizona in first place. They're going for an 11 peak this year. That's just crazy. I mean, this program has been so dominant. But then you look at, you know, their coaching staff, Andy Johns, the head coach, Nikki Kelsey for diving. They've been there for 29 years. So they've developed a program there and they've just become a perennial powerhouse. And they're so deep, especially in the women's diving. It makes it really hard to to compete with that. They had six out of eight divers yeah. last night in the finals were from NAU. That's going to get you a lot of points. Uh, New Mexico State in second place. Of course, the Aggies 
still in the whack in swimming and diving and women's swimming and diving, Northern Colorado in third, followed by Grand Canyon, then California Baptist. Sort of a lot to be sorted out here in the last two days, but that's where we're at after two days of competition. On the men's side, UNLV looking for a four-peat, and they're in first place. Yeah, UNLV starting off really strong. They've got a lot of depth this year. Their head coach, Ben Lors, had talked to us that, you know, this this might be the end of an era coming up here. They've had those guys that have been in the program that started this four-peat that are nearing the end of their eligibility. Um, so they're looking to finish on a strong note. They have the relays, the depth needed. And then, you know, California Baptist is right there. And with the divers that they have had, this uh so far this championship and add a little bit of the swimming piece to it they could make a run as well oh uh, the other championship record i don't know if you mentioned was the women's 200 yard medley i did not mention uh that, that was grand canyon on night number one uh what was it our second race of of the meet yeah uh right off the bat mate they broke the record there so congratulations to gcu as well on the men's side the standings unlv and first california baptist with those two wins already on the diving boards are in second, Grand Canyon in third, Wyoming in fourth. Uh, we mentioned last week the tragedy that in involved the University of Wyoming and their team uh, having three student athletes, uh, unfortunately, were killed in a car accident. Two men's swimmers, one women's swimmer um, happened in the middle of the, the Mountain West Championships, which were in Houston, but the, the accident happened actually in Colorado in between uh, Fort Collins and Laramie went at a very dangerous stretch of road. So again, you know, our thoughts and prayers are with the Wyoming swimmers. Seeing a lot of tributes here at the WAC Swimming and Diving Championships for those Wyoming swimmers. Yeah, you know, a lot of the swimmers knew these guys um, just through the club program. And, you know, uh, being from Charlie Clark was from Las Vegas. So UNLV was pretty close. He swam at their facility. And so, you know, UNLV was was really stunned to hear the news as well. Um, but yeah, there's a lot of, you know, shirts that say, you know, love Wyoming. There's a lot of different uh, writing that people are doing on their arms to pay tribute. And so, I mean, it's just an unbelievable thing that Wyoming has to go through. Uh, you know, can't even imagine what the team is going through right now. And so everyone just uplifting each other, trying to make this a positive meet. It's been really nice to see. We're going to take a quick break. When we come back, we're going to talk some men's basketball on the WAC podcast. WAC Vegas is back. The best fans, championship basketball, all in exciting Las Vegas. Join us March 13th through the 16th at the Orleans Arena for the 2024 Hercules Tires WAC Basketball Tournament. Don't miss the crowning of a men's and women's champion. For more information, go to waxsports.com slash Vegas. Welcome back to the WAC podcast, Busy Night in Basketball on Thursday as we are just two weeks away, Kendra, from WAC Vegas. I can't believe it. It's so close. We have so many teams that have started to clinch spots, so we're nearing the end, but it's going to be nitty gritty down to the final teams that get in. There's a lot of parity in the league, a lot of close records. It's going to be exciting. But first, big news with the commissioner. Brian Thornton has been named to the NCAA Division I Men's Basketball Selection Committee. This will take effect September 1st. This is a 12-person committee. He is one of two new appointments. Thornton is currently on the NIT Selection Committee, so that will end after this season with his new appointment with the NCAA. 
Commissioner Thornton has been around basketball a long time and is thrilled for this chance to represent the Western Athletic Conference. You know, it's a fantastic opportunity. The NCAA tournament is the crown jewel of the NCAA, and um, it's just uh, a great opportunity to give back. As you said, I um, got to experience the NCAA tournament as a student athlete, um, as a coach, and now to experience it from a different side as an, as an administrator will be will be fantastic. And um, I look forward to, to representing our league as best as I can. And um, this is such a dynamic time in college athletics, in college basketball. And um, there's undoubtedly likely to be changes in the next few years. And you know, I look forward to being a part of that change and hopefully for the better. Grand Canyon, as we look at the standings, 15 and three, they are in first place. Tarleton State, winners of nine in a row at 14 and three. UT Arlington, Seattle U 11 and seven. Utah Valley 9-8, and eight. and if we look at the games last night, UTA at Seattle U. Of course, the, the Mavericks have been playing really well as of late, but I don't know if anybody saw a 20-point win in the Emerald City for the Mavericks. Yeah, honestly, you know, we were looking at scores last night after we got off the air for swimming and diving, and we were, like, floored. We didn't, we were like, what is, what is happening? Uh, so very unexpected. You know, Seattle used that team that sometimes they're hot and sometimes they're they're not. They take down the number one team in Grand Canyon and, you know, fall behind by 20 points. But credit to Utah. I mean, UT Arlington, they're, they're a solid squad. And, you know, KT Turner has his team poised to potentially make a good run. And they clinch a spot in WAC Vegas with that victory. So Grand Canyon, Tarleton, UTA, Seattle, you have all clinched spots in WAC Vegas. 32 Cam points for Cameron Tyson. Just want to throw that out there. Points of, of 62. Yeah. I mean, so more than half of his team's points. Um, I believe his final game in Seattle is going to be Saturday. Oh. Uh, as he is a, uh, I think he's exhausted his, his eligibility. I don't know if you call it a fifth-year senior, what, what yeah. the term is correctly these days. But, uh, yeah, he has had a fantastic career. Went over 2,000 career points uh, last week as well. Grand Canyon getting back on track. They beat UTRGV 72 to 43. I mean, that's putting the clamps on the uh, defensive end, only giving up 43 points. Yeah, that was that was a great game for Grand Canyon, who, you know, had two losses last week. So getting back into the win column and just an absolute powerhouse performance over UTRGV. Then we have Tarleton State, uh, the hottest team in the WAC. They have won nine in a row. They beat uh, Utah Tech 85 to 74. And Utah Tech can be a tricky place to play. It certainly can. And Utah Tech is also one of those teams that, you know, they started conference play two and oh. They were one of three teams that were two and oh early on. Um, so they're 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 a great team and it's tough to play there. Twenty four points from Jacory Smith and twenty one points from Devin Barnes. Those two, along with Keandre Gaddy, even Lou Williams, I mean, they have a solid stacked team. I'm excited to watch them in Vegas. Perhaps the game of the night uh, was at California Baptist. Stephen F. Austin and CBU going to OT. SFA wins 62 to 60 as Krishan Christmas gets the tip in with two seconds to go in overtime for the Lumberjacks game winner. Krishan Christmas. I mean, what a name. I mean, it's, it's oh, it's Christmas in March. It's Christmas in February, <laughs> right? That's I mean, I'm sure he's never heard that in his whole life. Six points, but had two of the biggest ones. You know, Latrell Giselle getting back on track, 22 points, five steals. Jaleel Bubron, Bobron, excuse me, 16 points. Really, Matt Heyman, only four points. So that was, you know, a bit of a shock. But a pretty low-scoring game for, a, for an overtime game as well. Um, and CBU oftentimes, uh, we've seen in the past anyway, where they would 
run it up on the scoreboard there. So low scoring there, but uh, SFA coming away with the victory. And uh, of course, that's very important as we head towards WAC Vegas, California Baptist now seven and 10 in the WAC. And they would right now be in that eight spot uh, on the standings. As far of course, we go to the WAC resume seating system to determine who is going to uh, do uh, where they're going to be seated. They could be a, a, a seven seed at the moment. Abilene Christian's a team we haven't talked a lot about uh, recently. Five wins in a row for the Wildcats. They beat Southern Utah 77-68. to 68. And don't look now, but ACU could be a very dangerous team to play come Wack Vegas. Haven't clinched the spot yet, but trending that way for sure. Yeah, you know, because they went through a bit of a rough patch kind of in the middle of the season. They weren't really having a lot of success. When they were at home, they weren't taking care of business. And now they've just found some uh, – some energy at the end. They beat Grand Canyon and now they're continuing to ride two years ago with WAC Vegas. They came in and, you know, won three games in three days and punched their ticket to the championship. Uh, so they're a team that, you know, especially with those, some of those same guys, Arian Simmons, you know, if they get to the championship, they can let it out, let it fly. Let it and, and the way WAC Vegas is this year, the eight seed will play the five seed. The six seed will play the seven seed in the first round which is kind of looks like where they would fall in. So instead of having to play a one or a two seed when you're the seven or eight, you're playing a five or six. So, you know, you might have a better chance to win in advance. And, and like you said, get momentum on your side. We're going to take another quick break. When we come back, we're going to talk women's basketball on the WAC podcast. Down, down, down. Welcome back to the WAC podcast. Eric Danner, Kendra Sheehan at the WAC Swimming and Diving Championships in FAR, Texas. Women's basketball, Grand Canyon sitting atop the WAC standings at 16-2, and two, followed by California Baptist, just a half game back, 15-2. and two. Stephen F. Austin, Utah Tech, UT Arlington, all have clinched spots. So we have five of the eight known in the tournament. But the interesting thing here is you got Abilene Christian 8-9. They, they only have to win one game or have some other teams lose therein with three games left. Pretty good chance. Then we have Southern Utah, Tarleton State, UTRGV, Seattle U, all with five wins, and then Utah Valley with four. Three of those teams aren't going to be in the tournament. Yeah, it's really kind of a mess at the bottom half of the women's standings because, you know, looking at that final spot, you know, you got three teams at five and 12. And, you know, on a given night, these teams have good wins, you know, and then, you know, Southern Utah took a, a brutal loss last night to Abilene Christian which wasn't good for them. But... Uh, this is correct. Yeah. Southern Utah losing 75 to 42. Yeah. Uh, and as we mentioned, the Wildcats only need another victory to clinch a spot, but yeah, Southern Utah, the team that won the regular season, won the WAC tournament last year, uh, could be on the outside looking in for this year's tournament game of the night. Uh, perhaps California Baptist 100, Stephen F. Austin 96. Those are the kind of high scoring games that are a lot of fun to watch. Chloe Webb, 25 points, eight rebounds. Kirsten Harden for SFA, 29 points and nine rebounds. So those two teams, uh, you wonder, they might match up, uh, you know, potentially in the semifinals if if we go chalk. California Baptist, Stephen F. Austin, Grand Canyon. Any one of those matchups is certainly going to be a fun one. Of course, there's other ones. Don't want to discount <laughs> any of the other ones. But, yeah, California Baptist can be put up so many points and then Stephen F. Austin, you know, could be hit or miss, but they're, they're cruising at their clicking at the right time as well. Tarleton state. How about, uh, Bill Brock's squad really, uh, 
putting a whooping on uh, Utah Tech, 76 to 60. Perhaps the upset of the night. T- Tarleton State now in that three-way tie for that eighth and final spot in the WAC tournament. Yeah, that was an interesting uh, one for me because Tarleton State, you know, I think they have a good team, but they were just had so many injuries. It was going to take a minute, so they started really slow. But Coach Brock is is a, a proven winner as a head coach. And so really impressive win for them. And don't look now, but they could sneak into the tournament. And I think since our last show, Brianna Gillen last Saturday against UTA, 38-point game, highest uh, point total of, of any player in the WAC this season and her uh, career high. So she had another good game last night, but again, uh, just uh, went Tarleton's way uh, in that one. Another surprise, perhaps, Seattle U knocking off UT Arlington, final of 81-77. to Don't look now, but the Redhawks, they're just a half game back. So they're at 5-13. and 13. They played one more game than that three-way tie, but they're right there in, in the mix for a potential spot in the tournament. Yeah, how about Maya Moore with 25 points, 12 rebounds, two steals, very solid performance. Irina Korolenko with 19 points. Yeah, Seattle U's getting a little rhythm, so it's going to be fun to see how these teams play out at the end, see who gets in and who can make a run. Grand Canyon has now won three in a row. They beat UTRGB 66-40. to 40. So their men's team went at 45, women's team at 40. So not the greatest of nights for the Vaqueros. That game was played down the street here in Edinburgh. Um, the Lopes are now 24-5 and five on the season, and it seems like they kind of go back and forth with CBU as far as the top seed. I believe they close out the season against each other. Uh, yeah, the final game on uh, March 9th. That uh, really could determine who gets that one seed in the in the WAC tournament. Yeah, I was actually just reading an article this morning, WAC Hoops Digest, WAC Hoops Nation, about uh, you know coaches of the year potential, and it was Jared Olson or Molly Miller, and you know it said likely it'll come down to that final game, who gets that one, obviously, then who gets the one seed, and so two phenomenal head coaches there that have uh, been just so solid since they joined the WAC. Molly Miller, you know, 25 wins already this season. Very impressive. Looking at her win-loss record at GCU is, is pretty yeah. unbelievable. And it was unbelievable at Drury before she she came to GCU as well. A couple of uh, whacked uh, wins we wanted to oh. talk about. Uh, Abilene Christian, baseball, defeating Baylor 6-4. to four. Uh, Softball this past week, we had Grand Canyon defeating Ohio State 2-1. to one. Stephen F. Austin over Minnesota 1-0. And in women's tennis, UT Arlington four, Houston one. So when we say whacked, that's uh, when you beat a power five school. Pac-12 is still alive, so it's power five. Yeah. And or a ranked team. Yes. As well. So good yeah. to see uh, whack teams uh, beating those those big time opponents. Yeah, very exciting. You know, our, our softball, baseball teams, even tennis, play a lot of power five opponents early on in the year, getting some good exposure. And it's fun we can get some wins out of that. We also saw, um, now that I think but we had a whacked uh, UT Arlington defeated Boston College in baseball Ooh. as well last week. And there might be a few more, so we apologize if we if we missed any uh, whacked opportunities this past week. want to thank you for taking some time out to uh, watch or listen to the Whack Podcast. See you next time. Thanks for listening to the Whack Podcast. Make sure to follow us on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and YouTube. And check out our website at waxsports.com.